coming up on episode four of The Chase for 28. Let's ring in the new year with some Jorge Posada and Paul O'Neill love. We've got a review of the CC Sabathia documentary, and AJ and I are going to take a look back at the 1921 New York Yankees. The next stop is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. They win the final game, 5-2, to two, to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees, with this 9 to nothing crusher, have won their 17th World Series. And there it is, the New York Yankees are the winners, and Bob Turley is small and congratulated by his teammates. The Yankees win 13-5, and once again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. Merry New Year, AJ. Didn't realize you're going to throw the Merry New Year at me, so now I, I feel like a fool. But, but but Merry New Year! Welcome to 2021. Welcome to the year of Jorge Posada and Polonio. Great graphic you showed me before we hit record, buddy. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Ready to kick off 2021 and Yankee yes. baseball. Will this year end in a championship? As much as I hope so, I don't hope so because then we have to stop the podcast. Well, that's right. All right. I, so, and, and I would like that, though. Yeah, that would be nice. Maybe things will fall into place. We'll see. We will see. But the holidays were good, my friend. Holidays were enjoyable with the family. We had a, a, a nice break, a nice vacation. Uh, some good quality time throughout Christmas and New Year's. How about yourself? No complaints. You know, um, mysteriously, I got a Yankee present in the mail. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. What'd you get? It was really cool. I got this, uh, it's, it's like he's a co-host. He's, he's a really good friend of mine. Sent me this awesome, unique handwritten gift from The Art of Words. Not a sponsor. Uh, AJ, thank you very much for the Yankee gift. It's uh, Why don't you explain what you got me? Yeah, no doubt. So, so I, I was surfing the, the the interwebs on my social media feeds, and I came across this advertisement for the art of words. And basically, they take words and they make pictures out of the words. So, I gifted Chris for the holiday Yankee Stadium, and throughout the stadium there are names of every Yankee player from their history, and it makes up the stadium makes up the fans it makes up the batter makes up the field and you know something I, I saw that was really cool and i figured you know what chris would like this so i uh sent it his way for all the things that he does for for me throughout the year and i really appreciate that and it's really cool the uh the website again not a sponsor uh art of words.com i'll include a link to that in our show notes or if you if you swipe left right or up down or tap in your podcast listening app you'll be able to get to it uh, 16 by 20 and it looks really cool. And again, AJ got me the, uh, the Yankee stadium one and they've got other sports and sports figures. There's actually a really cool one here that I saw that's uh, it's of Lou Gehrig and the Lou Gehrig one is made up of all words of his luckiest man on the face of the earth mm-hmm. speech. Yeah. There's also one there really for you, cool. for Yankee fans. You got Lou Gehrig, you got the stadium, you have, um, Yogi Bear and Don Larson that, uh, I believe, the picture there is made up of the entire lineup that Larson faced for his perfect game. 
in the World yeah. Series. They, they've actually, I'm also looking here too, when you open it up, they've even got custom toilet paper on this website. Oh, so we can get a Red Sox one. Uh, or Shea Stadium. Or Shea Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Chase for 28, everybody. We're here. <laughs> we back. Um, we back. Happy New Year. Let's rock and roll. So, AJ, uh, we're going to start 2021 off the right way with a little Yankee trivia. What do you got for us to start the new year? Yeah, so this this trivia, again, coming from the man, the trivia legend, the original Mr. Nessie. Thank you for this question. Here is your trivia question to think about for the episode. Which Yankees have won three MVPs as Yankees? Think about that. All right, we'll have the answer for that and more. AJ, let's get into news. So first and foremost, we've been doing this uh, every episode so far. Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez. Still a Yankee. And really not very bright. <laughs> Gotta be honest with you. What is he doing? Okay. He said some really controversial things, man. If if you are a Yankee fan living under a rock, Gary was interviewed for some ESPN article, blog, something, whatever. And Gary basically, through his translator, admitted to not knowing why he was benched and didn't understand why he didn't play in the playoffs. AJ, your thoughts? Look, Gary, we we, we were hoping that was a wake-up call for you, but I, I guess it really didn't do anything for you because you didn't realize how terrible you were. When you strike out more than you get on base, you don't play. That's why we're sitting here recording this podcast, not playing. <laughs> but come I, I on, Gary. He, he said after the Cleveland game that was it. Was that game two or game three? It was game two when he, he left like six guys on base. He struck out three times in the game, but didn't understand why he didn't play the next day because he thought he put together some good at bats. Well, that sacrifice fly was huge, I guess. So thanks. Is that no the game? I mean, look. I'm 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 gonna be hopeful because I'm a Yankee fan. He's a Yankee. Hopefully Gary will come back. I know he's hitting bombs against nineteen year olds in, in the uh in the winter league, but I'm really hoping that he uh comes back and plays some baseball the way he's supposed to. If not, like this can't continue. Like you have to figure out something to do with him in the middle of the year. You know what? Again, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago. I'm not gonna be surprised and I'm all for come out hot in April. Again, let's say the season starts on time, things in the world, you know, go the way we want them to, that he comes out and, and he's hot and he has a good bounce back year. You know, I'm not, we're not looking for 40 home runs and 150 RBIs, you know, let's hit 300. Let's hit let's 200. Hit, let's hit 200. Let's hit, let's, okay. Let's hit two. Let's hit two. You know, let's have a good year. Let's get, let's go to the all-star game and hit 250. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> well, like be, like be a typical catcher. Right, get on base, have a low average, but you can't be under, you can't be under two hundred. You can't. Yeah, go go out. G- give me twenty to thirty home runs. Give me a hundred RBIs. Just double what you did last year. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take and, it. And we'll sign up for it, Gary. We'll I'm sign in. up for it. I'm in. Um, in actual Yankee news, and it's just uh, posted within a couple of days of us recording this. Uh, the headline reads: AJ Tanaka wants to rejoin Yankees or return to Japan, and that's a headline from Pinstripe Alley. Yeah, I saw so, that. I saw that, and I, re- I, read the, I read the quick article about this, and, and I mean, there's not really much to it. I think just, I think he sees the writing on the wall that his career is coming to an end, 
And if the Yankees don't pick him up, he wants to go back to Japan and retire with the uh, team that he played for. And now, are we still in agreement? Do we want, again, you know, when we look at the Yankee rotation, it's Garrett Cole and... Yeah, and a lot of question marks, right? And a lot of question marks. Mm-hmm. Do you want him back, AJ, now? I, I think I said from the beginning, I didn't want him at the number that he was at this year, which I think I think was some astronomical 20-something number. Am I right? 20-something mil? I, I don't know. Yeah, he, we'd have well to go back paid. to episode one. But, you know, we can get him for one year or even two years at a total of 11 or 12 million. I'll take it. But I feel like his elbow is going to go at some point. We've been saying that for years. But I, I really think, you know, dude didn't pitch past six innings last year. So you really have to... You really have to get a get a, a short term deal with low low payments. It's a lease. How, how many how, how many Tanaka, Tanaka's monthly payments do you want? No, I want like <laughs> maybe four hundred dollars a month. Four hundred dollars a month. No money down. No money down. No <laughs> tax title no, and license. No right? no team option. No player option. Here's your two years. Then, then get I would a say give him a straight up one year deal. Yeah, I, I one year. One year would be fine, but I, I think for a guy like him, one year would be. I don't think one year would, would do justice because I think the one-year deal, like, again, we go back, we look at Morton. Morton got a one-year deal, 15 mil. I don't know if Tanaka would take a deal like that because I feel like he wants to finish his career as a Yankee or finish his career in Major League Baseball. I don't know if one year will do it. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Uh, it, it sort of makes sense, but I, I'm going to stick to my guns and say I would only offer him the one-year deal. That was fine. I'm not going to overpay. I'm not going to offer him, like, the same money, like it, there's got to be a, a little bit of a discount. Hmm. Like we'll bring okay. you back one year and uh, slot you in there. Not, definitely, I I don't consider him to be, you know, a number two starter. No, no. I I, I got to be honest. Our, our pitching staff is suspect. I don't know if we're gonna, you know, this is something that we're definitely gonna talk about in the future. Our pitching staff is is suspect. We have a lot of question marks. You know, our question marks really. Like you just said, Cole and who else? Cole and Severino, maybe. Cole and Severino and Herman, maybe. Clark Schmidt, maybe. Uh, was it Michael King, maybe. Like these guys are all maybes. We don't know what we yeah. don't know. Like we really and, don't know. So we have to have Tanaka come back as just another, another arm. Well, I did see, and I'm just going to throw this in here now. I did see another headline. It included in our our notes for today, but the Yankees may consider taking a look at Paxton again. Mm. Again, like a one-year deal. And, and I just saw your face make a face. Mm. My face makes face all the time. Yeah, your face makes a face, yeah. Um, maybe they look, they're looking at Paxton, possibly, you know, coming back. Again, that's another one-year deal. It's got to be, I, I think baseball right now, I think the reason we're not seeing a lot of this, you know, real hot stove stuff, um, I mean, COVID played a number on it, but everybody's just trying to save money. You know, you hear stories like Bauer wanting upward of like 40 mil and Springer wanting like a five-year deal at like $24 million a year. Like, you know, they're all trying to compete with each other. And I don't think anybody wants to pay that right now. So I think a guy like Paxson, you give him a one-year deal, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with a one-year deal. Who would you rather give a one-year deal to, Paxton or Tanaka? If you only have one, who would you give that one-year deal to? Mm, that's a great question. I, I guess I would go Paxton only because I think he can go longer into games. I think he has the ability to make it seven innings. I don't think Tanaka can make it. I don't think he can. 
yeah, I, I would also choose the the big burly lefty as well. The big maple. The big maple. And, and you never maybe that's. I, I think Paxton has more to play for mm-hmm. than Tanaka. Who, like we just said, you know Tanaka. It's basically like play for the Yankees or kind of go home to retire slash play one more year. Right. Whereas Paxton, I still think would have three or four years in him and give him a one year deal and, and earn that next contract. The only, the only thing about Paxton, and I think, you know, I don't want to go too much into this. I think Paxton will have a market. I think he'll have more of a market than Tanaka will, even though from what I understand, the Mets are, are kind of interested in Tanaka, but I think Paxton will, will have, I don't know, maybe I'm not going to say a bidding war, but I, I don't know if he'll take a one-year deal only because he might get something from somebody else. So I get the desire to be a Yankee versus desire to get paid. Fair enough. Fair it's enough. a game. It's a game. Well, we'll see. The game within the game. It's a book. It's a book. You should write it. <laughs> uh, now, you mentioned, and we started to hit on this uh, mm-hmm. question mark Yankee <laughs> rotation. And that brings us to our next piece of news that I, uh, I, I pulled in today. And that the headline reads, Yankees. Three fan favorites who could be traded by opening day. And this article uh, comes from yanksgoyard.com. And the three Yankees they talk about who could potentially be traded by opening day in just a few months. Davey Garcia, Clark Schmidt, Luke Voigt. Oh, see, I don't know if this is just like, I'm going to call it clickbait. You know, I mean, I guess... I guess Davey Garcia would be the one pitcher they could trade because they probably get the most value for him because you know they're not trading Cole. I don't think anybody will take Severino right now coming off his injury. But I could see value for Garcia, just like there was value for uh, Severino a couple years ago when he was really hot. Yeah, Maybe they should have ditched him then. So, like, I don't want them doing this. I, I don't think Garcia is the guy to go. I think that's, a, that's, that's youth that somebody hold on to. But Clark Schmidt, sure, you can trade him. I don't know what you're going to get for these guys. And we sp- we always speak about Luke Voigt. He's like our Gary watch. So I think we should have a Gary watch and Luke Voigt watch, whether they're both are on the team when the se- when the uh, season begins. Now, I-, I will say, I think someone like Davey Garcia, again, youthful, was he 21? Oh, is he? Is he even 21 20? yet? I don't know. I, I don't have oh, it up. I'll check it out. Um, but he's somebody... He got a little bit, got a cup of coffee last year. Put him in the rotation. Make him your number five starter. Make him pitch, let him pitch every five days in 2021. And, you know, see what he, see what the kids got through the all-star break. All right. You, you can make moves. And again, you know, Trevor Bauer still out there. Now, again, you, you brought him up before and uh, he kind of ripped John Heyman for what Heyman tweeted about his or what Heyman speculated to be his contract demands, and mm-hmm. Trevor mm-hmm. Bauer basically read him the riot act on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I, I still think, go out and sign Trevor Bauer. Just go out and sign him. Look, I'm with you. And, and you know, this is again goes, goes to our free agency. I know the rumors about DJ LeMayhew are spreading, and, and things are starting to pop a little bit. Um, I don't know if... I don't, I, I don't know if it looks good for the Yankees, but again, I, I've been very pessimistic about this, just because I, I feel like I feel like something's again, off. Go ahead. I've been pessimistic. However, I still think that until he's not a Yankee, and this sounds stupid, he will be a Yankee. I still think he will sign with the Yankees. I, I agree. Don't what, I don't care about headlines. Oh, the Dodgers, Toronto, 
I'm not even like worried about the other teams, and, and I think that's where it comes from. Because uh, from what I'm understanding, like I listen to all these ridiculous reports and I read all these things, and it sounds like the Yankees are bidding against themselves, which is why they're not putting money out there. But I feel like because they're bidding against themselves, that Lemayhew's agent is just like throwing numbers out there. The latest number we hear is five years, one hundred and twenty-five million dollars. I love you, DJ. You're not worth one hundred and twenty-five mil. No. No, we, we agreed episodes ago, five years, $100 million. You want to give him $20 million a season? I think that's more than reasonable. Give him the years he's looking for, and that's a nice salary. Absolutely. Like, look, you want to throw him a little bone, you want to give him five years, 105? Fine, give him five years, 105. But if, if he's really looking for five years, 125, like, that, that's, that's a crazy number because, you know, no matter what, the end of that contract, that year four, year five, he could still be a very good hitter. Like, like you know, Tony Gwynn. But at the same point, he might be an awful fielder. Then what do you do with him? Because like we talked about, he you can't well, just put him in the outfield. <laughs> yeah, but at that point, we're hoping to have a first baseman who's going to be a solid first baseman. If Voight is actually like the real deal, maybe he's the first baseman long term. I don't know. This is, this is hard. Well, let me just say this. If that's the kind of money he's looking for, and again, the Yankees can print their own money. All right, let, let's, let's not make bones about it, all right? Uh... I would rather take that money that LeMahieu is asking for, and I would give that money to Bauer. I, yes. Would you sign uh, Bauer for five years, 125? Um, I think he's Bauer, 29. he's 29. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah and Davey Garcia is, is 21. He'll be 22 during the season. Um, Bauer, five years, 125? Sure. I know it's different. You know, uh, I'll, I'll take that because I would love to have him in rotation, and I would love to grab him before... The Mets do, you know, just just because I think we can, you know, and everything I see for for Bauer, everything he puts out there, he's wearing a Yankee hat. So I don't know if the dude is doing it because he knows we have money, and like you said, the Yankees can print money. And I even feel like in this COVID, you know, depleted era of baseball, um, the Yankees are still going to make money. Like they're still selling jerseys. They're still the number one team. I I don't know. Is there a way to get both? That'd be great. That would make me really happy. And you know what? They could, again in two thousand nine, they signed Mark Teixeira, AJ Burnett, CC Sabathia. Right, and that right. was at, that was desperation when they did all that stuff. But I feel like we're at desperate times right now. But you know what the weird thing is? Desperate times in twenty twenty one don't guarantee you a parade. Sure, and this is something they, you and I talk about on the side. I mean, this is this brings back the analytic conversation that you wanted to hold on to. I don't know if this is the time, but I wonder if analytics is just throwing everything off for the Yankees. It's possible. Possible. I think that's a conversation we have to have later on. Great. We're going to talk about numbers uh, and the philosophy behind them. Great. I <laughs> love it. Uh, so so bottom line, uh, both of these headlines are kind of clickbaity. Yeah. But uh, give us something to talk about for a few minutes. Yeah, and and let's let's throw one more thing out there. I know it's not Yankee news, but it does impact the Yankees greatly. The San Diego Padres are making some moves with their trades recently. How do you feel about uh, Mr. Snell leaving the AL East and heading to the NL West? That's good for us. It's great for us. <laughs> that, that that's a pitcher you now don't have to face it's great five for to us. six times this year. Absolutely. And, and something about him, like the Yankees are always mesmerized by his curveball. I don't know what it is, but 
Good for you, San Diego. Go, go. See, they're doing it right. Like, you look at San Diego. They're making some moves. They they get Snell. They get Darvish. You know, they're doing it by trade instead of by, by paying for their players. And I, I don't, I'm not saying it's wrong. The Yankees have money. But maybe a trade, a good trade, a risky trade, will put the Yankees in the place they need to be. Maybe some of those outfielders the Yankees have need to go. We have an abundance of outfielders. All right, let me ask you this. And, and uh, this is not in our notes, though. This is just me. Yeah, no, flying off the handle here. Shoot it. So we go back to this headline. Fan favorites who could be traded. Garcia, Schmidt, Voigt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that enough to go out and get you Francisco Lindor if you can't no. sell make you? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the funny thing about the article reading that. Like none of those guys are like, hmm, that's going to bring in. Like straight all three, you're going to get the guy you want. No. Like if, if it said, if it said uh, Frazier, if it said Andujar, if it said Garcia, you know, in that grouping of three, then that kind of like gets me a little bit thinking about where they're going to trade these guys to and what they're going to get in return. Because those are the names that really excite other teams. All right. Here, oh, here's no. a package for Lindor. For, I'm going to go there. Here, here's a package for Lindor. All right. Garcia, hmm. Schmidt, and Duhar. Given away. See, I, I say because, no. This okay, is for Lindor. Then, then in, in that mind, then I'm signing LeMahieu. Right, and he's playing third base. Ooh, okay, but then I, which then means we go, I could move. Hold on, I'm not done yet. I'm sorry. Which means I could then move Glaber to second, and I'll go out and I'll sign Didi Degoris to play shortstop. Okay. Oh wait, no, I just got Lindor oh, back. You got a shortstop. I just you got, got Lindor a shortstop. Back. Right. Just got a shortstop. Move to right. Glaber back to second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lemayhu at third. Yeah. Void at first. Void at first. Great infield. Great infield. However. That's for 2021. What do you do 2022? So now you just paid, you just paid, um, well, you, just paid still got, uh, you, you still got Gio Urshela. No, but I'm saying, you know, you just, you just paid LeMahieu. Now you're going to yeah. have to pay Lindor if you want him for a long term because his contract is up, which is the reason Cleveland wants to get rid of him. Right. And then what do you do? So now you have that, those two contracts, you still want to get Bauer. So do you make the move for Bauer? Cause now we're knocking things yes. out here. So, wow. So now we're going, <laughs> we're going like, we're going late nineties Yankees. And and yes and mid two thousand oh boy, yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. I don't know, man. I don't know. And then Judge is going to become eligible to get paid. Pay him, right? But then so the Judge is going to be eligible. Torres is going to be eligible. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It, I feel like getting getting rid of Garcia. I'm not a big Andujar guy, so getting rid of Garcia. Maybe it's not a bad trade. The money. It's the money. I don't know if the Yankees are willing to spend the money. Yeah, do it. Pull the trigger. Go for it. You talk me into it. But, but, there's still things there that need to be worked out. I still think we should trade one of our outfielders. I love I Hicks. I you need to trade an outfielder. I love Hicks. I, I don't. I like Hicks in center field. I, but I don't think. You're not, we don't want to bring back Gardner. You want to put Frazier in left. Okay, so you got so now you got Frazier in left. Hicks right? in center. Judge Hicks in right. Hicks in center. Judge in right. Stanton DH. Right? Stanton's a DH. Okay. Yeah. So that DH is now going to be split between Stanton and Duhar and Voigt, correct? And Judge. And Judge. And Hicks. Well, you can't, well, no, you can't keep doing that. The problem that. is, I, I don't know where <laughs> the Yankees team is decided. A DH. Uh, again, I don't know where the Yankees decided we need to have somebody whose only role is to play DH. Well, that's what and Stanton I'm also is. Wondering, Stanton's only DH. Okay, timeout. How old is Stanton? I don't know. 12? No, he's like 20, 12. 28, 28, 29. He's 31. Wow. He's 31 years old. 31. Wow. And he can't play the outfield? Well, he can't play outfield. He's an MVP outfielder for the Marlins. Right, but he's got a lot of injuries. Look, he comes back this year, sure. Put him in put him in left field. 
But you, you, he can't play left field at Yankee Stadium. That, that, that outfield. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> I just get so nervous. So I'm saying, if we could trade one of like this, you know, St- sorry, Stanton was a terrible, terrible move. Such a we know. terrible move. Like I, want, I would love to have heard that conversation. Hey, Stanton's available. Should we get him? Yes. Why? Because we can. Okay. <laughs> like, we didn't give up much for him. Like, honestly, the guys we gave up, you don't even know who they are, you know? But looking back, man, I'm sure Cashman's sitting there going, yeah, we already had that. <laughs> anyway, Again, yeah, moving on. Let's move on. Yeah, we didn't need him. All right, so the the other thing we wanted to talk about today was uh, there's a new documentary out. You can access it on HBO, HBO Max, or all, all things like that. And this is Under the Grapefruit Tree, the CC Sabathia story. AJ, you got a chance to watch this yet? Yes? I did. What'd you I, think? I, I loved it. You know, I, I kind of loved how open CC was, you know, and, and there's so many demons that he had inside. I don't want to give too much away in case the listeners haven't watched it, but just the demons and how he overcame those demons throughout his entire life. The story was tremendous. It's phenomenal. I knew it was going to be good when I got my wife to sit down and watch it with me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Which I said, uh, do you want to sit down and watch it? What are you watching? Uh, it's the CC Sabathia story. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, picture for the Yankees, blah, 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 blah. She sat down. She watched the whole thing. Yeah. That's good. And I'm, I'm glad she enjoyed it. Like, like I said, it's very powerful. And I think very open and honest and, you know, it just... You know, we look at it as fans and we look at him and his career, especially that stretch that really he focused on, that 13, 14, and 15 season, where yeah. legit he was a mess, both, you know, on the field and, and inside his own mind. You know, we look at it and say, oh, CeCe was terrible. He's so bad. Get rid of him. Cut him loose. Blah, blah, blah. We don't know the demons these guys have. We forget these guys are just like us. And we what forget I could that really appreciate about this was, and you, and you started to hint at it, was this really humanized a major league baseball player, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know that we got a lot of behind the scenes access other than from his own thoughts and his point of view, which I really appreciated. And I, I, I again, he, he overcame a lot of stuff and it's, again, it's it, not, nothing he went through. I can relate to, mm-hmm. you know, not, not in the slightest, no. but after watching it, I felt more connected to him as a human being. Correct. Correct. You know, not just this guy who goes out, takes the ball every five days and just is a machine. No, no, no pun intended to lay machine. Lay machine. But these guys are people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, he's living a life. He's a, he's a father. He's a, he's a husband and he's, you know, a normal person trying to make it through. And I think he's finally clean. We'll say clean. And I think he's finally found his purpose you know, even the fact that he, he began the 2019 season, you know, almost almost dead, right? He, he didn't make it, is what he thought. So good for him for, for battling and finding who he was and finding the outlet he now has as a retired player. And you know he's going to be a Hall of Famer and you know he's going to go in as a Yankee. So if you are a Yankee fan, this is definitely something you should be watching and checking out. All right, AJ, we got two more things that we wanted to cover today. Uh, one... Both deal with the past. One one happy, one kind of sad, but we'll save the sad for last, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it is the year 2021. And 
the Yankees are headed into a period where every season is going to start to be the hundredth anniversary of this, the hundredth anniversary of that. Um, I, I, I imagine we're all excited for 2027 and we can celebrate the hundredth anniversary of murderers row. Right. Oh yeah. But a hundred years ago this year was 1921. So AJ, let's go down memory lane and take a look back at your 1921 New York Yankees. I remember this like it was yesterday, you know, sitting there in 1921 in the polo grounds. I was cheering for this team and I was very excited for for the Yankees of 1921. But no, in all seriousness, the Yankees of 1921 made the World Series. That's so, right. Good for them. Let me give you let me give you a little synopsis of the uh the 21 Bombers. The uh the 1921 New York Yankees was their 19th season for and as the Yankees uh and their 21st overall season. The Yankees finished with a record of 98 and 55. Sounds like a a good deal right there, right? I'll take 98 Winning wins. their first pennant in franchise history. The 1921 Yankees were, for the first time ever, American League champions. They won the American League by four and a half games over the previous year's champion, the Cleveland Indians. Wonder who they're going to be in the year 2021, right? <laughs> they were led by the manager, Miller Huggins. And their home games as AJ just alluded to, were played at the Polo Grounds. So this is the, the funny thing about the 21 Yankees, you call them the, the Bronx Bombers. I don't know if you can call them the Bombers at this point. Looking at some of these guys and their numbers, <laughs> like their averages were great. I got to be honest with you. They had guys batting in the 300s, you know, in high 290s, but they were definitely not the Bombers. There's only one guy in this team. Well, two guys, I guess we'll say. Two guys were hitting bombs. <laughs> and, and there is quite the... Uh, the difference between them. So what are some highlights here of 1921? So Babe Ruth was on the team and he hit a major league leading 59 home runs in 1921. He set the new major league record for the third consecutive year. 59 home runs. It's just an unbelievable number. You look at 59 home runs now, it's like, oh, wow, it's a lot of home runs. That's a lot of home runs in 1921. Yeah. And uh, actually, statistically speaking, 1921 was his best year Statistically, Babe Ruth played in 152 games, had 540 at bats, 204 hits, batted 378, hit 59 home runs, and had 171 RBIs. And there were still four other guys in the team who had more at bats than him. <laughs> and he had 59 home runs and That's 378. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, this is uh, a different Yankee lineup. You know, <laughs> you don't have guys hitting all below. There were, there were some other 300 hitters on this team. Uh, let's see. The next best player on the team, I would say, home run-wise, Bob Musil, 24 home runs, 138 mm-hmm. RBIs. He had a nice batting average there, too. Batting 318. 318. Yeah. Had 190 hits and 598 at-bats. It's crazy. That was in 149 games. Right. <laughs> Babe Ruth had 204 hits that year. Wow. In almost 60 less at bats. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, we're, and we're looking at a Wikipedia page for this. Uh, other batters. Let's see. Uh, yeah, they just had some other guys on here. Yes, but, but yeah. Like, I guess the other batters would be their bench. Their bench, two home <laughs> runs was the max. Two home runs and a 347 average. 
That was that was the he had best. Two, two on the home bench. runs off the bench in forty three games by Brago Roth. You know Brago. You know him. <laughs> I almost I was going to ask you like, well, what do you think uh, Sterling would have said if Brago Roth hit two home runs? I, I can only imagine. We'll have to get him on the podcast one day and give us give us a couple here. <laughs> All right, what else can we look at here? Uh, I think the coolest thing about this. The World Series. Can we talk about the World Series, please? The World Series took place for the 1921 Yankees against the New York Giants, and it was the only World Series that took place in the same that every game took place in the same stadium. I think that's phenomenal. That's yeah. There you go. Yeah, because yeah, the Yankees were they both played the polo grounds at the polo grounds. Yep. Now, also unique to this series, AJ. We talked about this just before we hit record. This was uh, a. Is it? Safe to say it was a best of nine, or, or how, how did you say it? I, I it said it said best five of nine. So I guess it is a best of nine, but it just, it's just so weird. You never you never think of that. So first best of five, five games wins. Basically. Yeah, I guess I guess is the way it breaks down. But just such a weird thing to think of. Best five out of nine. And again, so we're talking no playoffs. It's you won the league and then you went to the World Series. So there was no you won the pennant World Series. So the 1921 World Series was played from October 5th through October 13th. So no games. off days. Wow. No off days. Yeah. <laughs> no travel days. No, no travel days, I guess, would be part of it. <laughs> so uh, October 5th, the Yankees took a one-game-to-none lead. They defeated the Giants 3 to nothing. In Game 2, they also beat the Giants 3-game... 3-0. 3 runs to zero. Three runs to three, three nothing to take a commanding two games to none lead on their way to try to win five. Then everything changes in um, game three. Everything changes in game three. That Tory was not wrong. It was that pivotal game three. Uh, so on October seventh, the Giants defeated the Yankees thirteen to five. Then on mm-hmm. October four, uh, October ninth, they uh, they beat the Yankees four to two to tie the series two games apiece. Uh, October tenth, the Yankees won. Three to one, and took a three games to two lead. And if this is modern times, you're feeling good. We're up three games to two, ready to put them away. But no, champagne's on ice. There's more. <laughs> uh, October 11th, the Giants defeat the Yankees eight to five to tie the series three games apiece. Then the Giants take a four games to three lead. They beat the Yankees two to one, ultimately defeating the Yankees one nothing on October 13th to win the series five games to three. And if everything can be played out differently for this series, apparently Babe Ruth suffered a serious injury in Game 3. And uh, he only had one pinch hit appearance for the rest of the series, which is why the Giants were able to rally and win the series five games to three. Crazy. Uh, What else happened here in 1921? Babe Ruth set the major league record for most total bases in one season with 457 total bases. Uh, that also set the franchise record in a single season uh, with runs scored at 177. That Ruth kid, he was good. He was all right. <laughs> Could have been better. Uh, other notable Yankees on this team, and I think there's only, well, there's one you like and there's one that I care about. <laughs> uh, that would be, again, I don't know what the Yankees were doing at first base in 1921, but their first baseman was uh, one Wally Pip. Wally and, Pip. Uh, AJ, who who is your favorite Yankee in oh, my, 1921? My favorite Yankee. Great, great player. Chicken Hawk, everybody. 
chicken, chicken hawk. hawks. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Again. <laughs> Good numbers, That's 21. Great. Two home runs, hit 21 <laughs> hits that year in 73 at-bats. Played 41 games. Yeah. Chicken hawks. I'm going to get his jersey. <laughs> no numbers, so it doesn't make a difference. So I, maybe, yeah, I have no his, just, maybe I already have his jersey. You just don't know it. <laughs> everybody celebrate chicken hawks in 2021. <laughs> Uh, well, that is, uh, actually, you know what, as, as I look, there's another thing, it has their, uh, their record against the other American league teams. And if we go through, they were 15 and seven against the Red Sox. They were 14 and eight against the Indians, 17 and five against Detroit, 17 and five against the Philadelphia athletics, 13 and nine against St. Louis, the Browns and 13 and eight against Washington. They were nine to thirteen against the White Sox that year. White Sox had the number. Yeah, good thing. But they, that didn't make a difference. Yeah, that made a difference. The White Sox didn't seem like they were a very good team going forward. Yeah. All right. So that's our look back at the nineteen twenty one New York Yankees, and uh, I, I suppose through the season we can uh, do this day in Yankees history and look back at other important events that happened back in nineteen twenty one. Oh yeah. Let's see what Chicken Hawks did for that day. But look, in, in all seriousness, if we can reflect on this 100 years later, I would love 2021 to end in a World Series appearance by the Yankees. Come on, yes. come on, World Series. At, at some point before spring starts, we'll have to decide who would be who would be the 2021 version of Chicken Hawks off Ooh. the Yankee bench. <laughs> that, that could be a new award. You have like the, you have the, the Chicken Hawks. Munson Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need the Chicken Hawks Award. Yeah, the Bench Player of the Year, Chicken Hawks. Chicken Hawks Award. I'm going to find out more about this guy. They got homework. We do like history, AJ. We do like history. Sure. All right. Uh, So we're going to close this out. uh, A a fourth and rare fourth segment here on the chase for 28. And we just want to take a moment. We're just going to share some names and uh, we'll go back and forth. AJ, we just want to take a moment to remember 16 Yankees who sadly passed away in 2020. The Yankees lost the following. Don Larson. Tony Fernandez. Hank Workman. Jimmy Wynn. Damaso Garcia. Bob Oliver. Matt Koff. Bob Watson. Claudel Washington. Mike McCormick. Horace Clark. Jay Johnstone. Whitey Ford. Lindy McDaniel. Phil Linz. And Phil Necro. All right, and before we say goodbye for another fortnight, we're going to finish up with some Yankee trivia. Again, our question for this episode was, which Yankees have won three MVP awards as Yankees? Check your cards now. Here we go. Our answers were Joe DiMaggio. He was an MVP in 1939, 1941, and 1947. Mickey Mantle. MVP in 56, 57, and 62, and Yogi Berra, MVP in 1951, 54, and 55. Now, AJ, what I found amazing, and thank you to the incomparable John Nessie for this trivia question. If anybody else wants to send in a trivia question, feel free to uh, hit us up. We'll give you the contact information at the end, but any trivia you'd like to share with us, we will gladly use it here in the episode. But AJ... In that 18-year period, 1939 to 1957, the Yankees racked up nine MVPs. 
Yeah, that, that's absolutely insane when you think about it. Now we can't even get one. And, and if you look even a little closer, 54, 54 yep. 55, mm-hmm. Barra, 56, yep. Mantle, 57, Mantle. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, it, it's it's phenomenal. Like, honestly, th- those years, that was Yankee baseball. I'd love to. I'd love to watch. See, I'm, I'm like, I'm more of a baseball purist. I would love to go back in time and watch that baseball because I think that's real baseball to me. Yeah. I Yeah, that would be fun. Go back and watch baseball in the 50s. That'd be awesome. Get in for a nickel. <laughs> Show up with $5. You you sat in a, you, you were king of the stadium. $5 in your Ooh, pocket. man. Put me right there next to the dugout. There you go. <laughs> All right. So that's your Yankee trivia for episode four. And uh, again, if you want to send in your Yankee trivia question for us to use here on a future episode of the podcast, you can email us feedback at chase428.com. And that's the number 28. You could also connect with us on Twitter. We are at chase428pod. And we would love to hear from you. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Chase for 28 podcast. AJ, why don't you let everybody know how they can support the show? Yeah, you can support the show in three ways. Uh, first of all, please tell your your, your Yankee friends and, and the fans about this podcast. Bring on the listeners. It'd be great. Uh, or number two, you can become a legend by visiting chasefor28.com slash legend. Or finally, number three. Come on now, grab some Chase for 28 swag. Get that merch. Visit chasefor28.com slash merch. Uh, find a shirt, a hat, sticker, whatever you want. Jump on it. And uh, of course, please follow us on Twitter at chasefor28pod. We would love, love, love to connect with you. Again, we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening. And if anything exciting happens, uh, make sure you tune into this feed because we will come at you with a uh, emergency episode of the podcast if anything happens between now and two weeks from now. Man, there better be something AJ? big that happens. If there's something that yeah, has no. to happen. Come on. Give me something. Give me a signing. And not not the one that you, you wanted me to talk about. <laughs> Nobody cares. All right, no. Nobody cares. <laughs> AJ. Merry New Year. We'll see you guys in two weeks. <laughs>